Welcome back to the Hard Pill Podcast. This is your host, Hatiana, and we are back again for another episode. This is episode eight, week eight. I am excited and in good spirits. It is, what is it, Friday the 20, uh, it's the 25th or something like that. Um, I've been having a good week. I don't know, like I have been... Maybe y'all might have to do like mental health check-ins on here so y'all know how I've been, how I'm going and things like that. Um, I have been feeling a lot better since I got back to my vegan diet. I have been busting my ass every single motherfucking day. You know what I'm saying? We're working out and I am an extremist. We're going to get into, you know, the whole extremist thing later on, but... I am an extremist and listen, when I need to get focused, I need to get motherfucking focused. But other than that, like it has been like a good week. Oddly enough, it was so funny because what's today? Friday? Okay, so Thursday morning, Thursday, 3 a.m. in the morning, my fucking, the whole complex just went black child don't ask me motherfucking why but the whole complex had went black and then the lights came back on but like half of my apartment was working and then half of it wasn't like my kitchen light was on thank god because i cannot sleep without my kitchen light on i am dead ass pussy i cannot sleep in the dark and then i can't sleep with just like no sound on so i have to have my tv on i have to have a fan on something something needs a murmur something needs to be on because I catch anxiety and listen, if it's too quiet, I'm gonna, I'm thinking about like, why is it so quiet? What if something, no, what kind of noise is going to come out of this quietness? Like, I know it's probably stupid to y'all, I'm dead pussy. I do not sleep in the motherfucking dark. I have to sleep with the TV on. I'm going to keep it all the way funky with y'all. I haven't slept in my bed in almost two months since I got my TV in the living room. This is like... This is why I need to get a TV in my room because if I had a TV in my room, I wouldn't be out here, you know what I'm saying, in the living room breaking in my couch and shit. But like, I I have to sleep with something on. And before I had my TV, funny enough, like I was like going to, I never, I never needed a TV. Like for a whole year, I didn't have a TV and I felt like I never needed one. Even when I was like, even like before, like I just never needed a TV. Like I always felt like everything is on my phone. I'm good. Like I'm Gucci. I don't need shit else. But then I got this fucking TV. Now I'm spoiled and I don't know how to motherfucking act. So I'm going to have to get a TV for my room so I can go back and lay in my comfortable. I got a whole queen size bed. And I just be putting clothes and all types of random shit on there. I need to stop. I seriously need to stop. But okay. In the next couple of months on my list of things to do is to get another TV for my room. So anyway... We gonna get into a couple of things on this motherfucking episode. I think this is gonna be a really good episode. I actually got a subscriber submission, which shall a name um remain anonymous. <laughs> um, so she had you know gave me a topic. Hey, boo, how you doing? She had gave me a topic. And the topic was men in relationships that might be doing things that are inappropriate, specifically online. And let me tell you something. I'd be the first person to tell y'all, like, these niggas ain't shit. It be the nigga. It's so funny because how I think about it is I be really feeling like, you know, the niggas who in the relationships just be doing the most dirt. And understand I'm I'm the person the type of person who understands like it's so many bitches out here who want to be sister wives and all of this, that, and the third. I, I don't understand why men get in relationships with women who specifically want monogamy. 
but go out here and do single shit, but could very well fuck with, you know, a side bitch who's clearly, who clearly knows that you in a situation. Why don't you just get to a her? Why you gotta end? Why are you trying to involve me in this? But honestly, it's, you know, it's all about manipulation and control and niggas trying to convert you over to fucking Scientology. I'm, I'm lying about Scientology part. But, you know, it's all about niggas wanting to convert you over to a certain lifestyle and try to get you and, t- and try to coerce you into something that you aren't necessarily cool with. And I think that is completely trash. Now, I would be, like I said, I would be a liar to say that a nigga in a relationship hasn't hit me up before and me knowing that he's in said relationship and I'm just thinking to myself like bitch are you dumb or are you fucking stupid like what gave you the motherfucking audacity to think that I was going to play side bitch do I even do I even look like I would even play that fucking role (laughs) do I do I look like I want to be kept a secret bitch do I look like I got time to be uh fighting in the streets with your bitch. Are you do I look like I would fight over you? <laughs> no. <laughs> like are you dumb? Like I'm way too fly for that. Like shit me? Like I'm way too fly for that. Like you really got me fucked up if you really think that I'm gonna be out here, you know what I'm saying, playing um side bitch to your bitch. Like no. And for the bitches, listen, understand this too. When you leave a man and he get another woman, this is your ex. When he le- when he leaves you or you leave him and he get another situation or another woman or whatever, I don't give a fuck if you don't like the bitch. Do not go back giving this nigga pussy. How you gonna go from the main bitch to the side bitch to his current situation? It don't, it makes you look so fucking foolish. Like you really, it looks at that point like you're just willing to accept anything. Like you still letting this nigga hit that pussy anyway. No, I wouldn't even give a fuck if the bitch hated my gut. I know for a fact, my exes, them bitches the, that they fucked with, them bitches hate my guts. But I'm not going out. I've, I've always been the type of person, I really feel like I have a genuine spirit. I never try to go out my way to make other people feel uncomfortable, even when I know I could. Yo, it's so many bitches who who I know, even on my timeline. It's so not even just on my timeline in real life that I can that I can reach out and touch type shit. Like I know some of their business, and it's just like I'm not even gonna tell you because it's just like what 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 difference would it make at the end of the day? I'm I'm really not about to go out here and make anybody else feel uncomfortable because understand this, especially if you're not cool with nobody like that. Like it's hard for like I have dealt with it even with relationships and friend uh friendships with different women and shit like that. And maybe that might have to be a whole different separate topic about me coming to them with information about their partners, about them, you know, talking to me inappropriately or looking at me inappropriately or whatever the case may be and me bringing it to the table. And then they still end up being with them niggas anyway, or try to do like this whole hoopla dot, 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 and act like, you know, Everything ain't good in a moment, but you know, a couple of days later, they still be with them. And I'm the kind of person where I think in the box, outside the box, in between the box, the four corners, all the nooks and crannies. I'm thinking you stay with this nigga after I told you that he tried to fuck on me or he tried to, excuse me, or that he tried to, you know, come at me in a certain kind of way. And we cool peoples like before this nigga got here, I'm thinking that you probably sent the nigga after me and you trying to test my pedigree. And to me, I, I feel like why the fuck are we playing these kind of games? 
as grown ass fucking people. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's another thing on the list of reasons why I don't like bitches. But anyway, so like I said, I I would be a fucking liar if I said that, you know what I'm saying? It definitely hasn't been niggas who have definitely tried to swing my way knowing that they in a relationship. But understand, I feel like these niggas really just be out here and they just don't be getting a, giving a fuck about certain shit. And it just kind of, it, it kind of really just depends on who they talking to. But specifically, I mean, I wrote, it's a couple of different things that I feel like niggas do inappropriately in relationships, like in certain pictures and you know what I'm saying? Following certain accounts. I, yo, listen, the nigga who I'm with or who I like, we can't like the same bitches. And we can't follow them neither. I'm telling you, I in my yo, it's so funny because in my past, like I dead never cared. Like my ex was the type of nigga to put post like big booty bitches and shit. I that shit type of shit never bothered me. Like he was just being his dumb ass self. But like that type of shit never bothered me. Like it never made me jealous, insecure, none of that kind of shit. That's the type of shit you want to post on your page. That's the type of shit you, you want to post on your page. But he was like that from the gate. So it wasn't like we got together and then he started acting a specific kind of way. Like, no, that was always him. So I never like really tripped on it or whatever the case may be. But it's so funny because like, like I said, we can't like the same bitches. Like if I see your name underneath a bitch post, I'm automatically thinking you sucking wild dick and that shit is going to get me tight. It's like I said, it's so funny how in my past situations, only until my current situation, I must like really care about this nigga because I never cared about the niggas in the past and what they did like online. And another thing, I don't be following the nigga that I'm with. I don't listen out of sight, out of mind. (laughs) <laughs> like I don't want to see what you do I don't want to see what all pictures you like I don't give a fuck because understand I'm mad territorial and I'm gonna think you sucking mad, mad dick under this bitch pictures under this bitch post for whatever reason I don't care my nigga I could love the bitch and if I see your name underneath her post she gotta fucking go <laughs> I don't care <laughs> shit motherfucker I like you too much Shit me? And now I'm gonna think you like bitches is I'm gonna think you like them bitches as much as you like me. I don't care. I, I yes, that's my logic. Yes, it might be flawed. Yes, it might sound like it's fucking trash. <laughs> but yo, if I see a name, listen, if I go to a bitch account and I see your name underneath like almost all of her posts, I'm gonna think you like her as much as you like me. That's that be the thing with me. Like, you know what I'm saying? If I'm entertaining somebody or whatever the case may be, can't can no nigga say, no other nigga say, like, yo, yeah, she be all underneath all, all of my posts and doing all No the fuck I don't. First of all, can a nigga out here really even say like, you know what I'm saying? They could even pull my card and even um post a text thread of me talking spicy to a nigga. Let alone liking they motherfucking shit. Are you shitting me? No. <laughs> Uh, yo, it, yo, I literally got me talking to you for a while long before you even really think I like you for real. <laughs> like, niggas be wondering the whole time, like, do you like, do you actually like me? Like, yes, bitch, I love you. <laughs> and that's why all these shit on your fucking page got me tight. <laughs> what did you talk about? Yo, I done had exes block, like, and it always was, it was funny because it always was reversed. It never was me, like fucking like my my last situation 
he used to block me all the fucking time because he just couldn't stand the interaction of, of, you know, seeing people interact with me and like pay me all of these different kind of compliments. He hated that shit. So he was forever. It's dumb because he would always add me. Like I was never going out. Like I'm listen, I am a really discreet kind of person. And I've been saying for the longest motherfucking time, I listen, you probably won't see who the fuck I'm with until I'm motherfucking married. I used to say that all the fucking time. I'm a little bit more realistic now and I'm going to probably chalk it up to engagement. Yeah, Uh, we get engaged. I'll post you on my page. (laughs) But other than that, my nigga, I'm not going out my way and putting up a post saying, voila, look at my man. And you know what's so crazy is because when you really start... You know, posting a subliminal post and wanting to put pictures up online and you switch a nigga name in your phone. That's when he want to start acting wacky. Like, yo, stop with the fucking antics before I have to cut you the fuck off. I'm trying to love you, nigga. Shit. Cut me on my fucking back. <laughs> but this nigga used to fucking add and delete me all the motherfucking time. He be like, oh, you got mad niggas. And I don't have no but you're raggedy ass you shit me these niggas think i'm evil <laughs> if you really went through my messages nigga i'd be so dry listen i'd be so dry with niggas i'm literally the bro to these niggas like unless i'm like unless i'm like really into you i won't even let a nigga boo and baby me no you can't give me no fucking pet who's your boo and your fucking baby huh don't do that listen don't do that but yeah like Liking certain pictures, like me, period. I don't give a fuck what you like. What I, That bitch could show her motherfucking thumb and I'd be mad because what the fuck you like her thumb for? That's what I'm thinking in my head. This is not me. Understand, this is not me saying this because my ego won't permit me to say this out loud. Well, he know now, but fuck it. Like, my ego won't permit me to say this out loud because it makes, sometimes it can appear as if you're insecure and it's really not me being insecure. It literally could be any fucking body and I see your name underneath their post and automatically i'm hot first of all i'm a fire sound sign so um ding there you go but liking certain type of pictures following certain kind of accounts online and shit like that like i said i think from the gate my ex was already liking twerking videos and big booty bitches and you know what i'm saying bitches doing the most online so that was just him but like when you deal with a particular kind of man who says he's not into that kind of stuff and then you go and you know what i'm saying y'all following the same kind of people who do that kind of particular shit it's like so um you're a fucking liar. <laughs> You're definitely a fucking liar. And I understand that man could very much be a visual creature. Creature, Like I said, I'm a visual, visual creature as well. It's just like, <sighs> listen, this is why it's easier to do. This is exactly why it's easier to deal with a nigga who ain't shit. Because when you know a nigga is about something... It's like you hold him at a higher regard. So anything that he does to you is going to hurt worse from somebody who you already know ain't shit. And it's just like, damn. And it's just like sometimes, sometimes you could hold somebody on such a high pedestal. Like you, not that you don't necessarily think they don't, they won't do nothing wrong, but you just feel like they wouldn't move in a particular way and they move in a particular way. And you got to remember like, he's a nigga too. 
you know. So sometimes I'm I'm really I'm really understanding a way. Like I would never tell nobody like, no, you can't follow this person and no, like you can't like this picture. You can do whatever you want to fucking do. Within reason. You could do whatever the fuck you want to do. But ho, we can't follow the same bitches. It just ain't gonna fucking happen. Because I'm gonna end up hating that fucking bitch. And yeah, that's just that on that. Um, anyway, another thing is DMing women and you know, appearing as if you're fucking single. First of all, if I'm your fucking woman, my nigga, there should be no other reason why you are going out your way to have different conversations with bitches online. I can understand, like, you know, chatting underneath like a comment section because you posted a meme or some funny shit, or you know, I'm just, you know what I'm saying, just engagement of just having like a, a conversation or whatever, but understand. I know the difference between a bitch who talking regular and talking spicy. You know what I'm saying? Keep it the fuck cute. And I ain't never been the type of bitch to press a motherfucker, <clears throat> press a motherfucker about my nigga because I feel like, you know what I'm saying, if he's moving a particular kind of way, there's there should be no reason for me to ever check him in that kind of way, period. But like I said, I don't think that, you know, I don't need to be going out my way DMing niggas and you don't need to be going out your way to DM bitches. Cause like, what the fuck are y'all really talking about? To me, I feel like it opens up when you, when you open that door, I feel like it opens up a lane for other kind of, other kind of conversations to start. Now this is, this is specifically for people who are exclusive. Now, if you're just dating somebody, it's cool for them to do what the fuck they want to do. They have the right to motherfucking do that. But ho, if we are fucking exclusive, if I'm taking you seriously and you are taking me seriously, I dare you. I dare you to text another fucking bitch. I dare you. I dare you. Because understand, I am not the bigger person. I am going to go out my way to make you feel away. And what you do, I can do better. I promise you that. I'm not, listen, I'm not the bigger person. I'm not the bigger person. And like I said, I'm a fire sign. So when I get hot, I get hot, hot. And I get so, listen, I get so vindic- vindictive and vengeful. And listen, my blood be motherfucking boiling. It be boiling and I'd be ready to, I'd be ready for the get back. Like I said, I ain't never been a, I ain't never been a bigger person, but like I said, I res- when, when I'm in a situation, I respect my situation and I will never go out here and make another nigga feel like he, like he could come out and uh, post a text thread of me talking spicy to him or him thinking that he could, he, he could trump whatever the fuck you doing. Cause that's the furthest thing from the motherfucking truth. Can that nigga on this motherfucking earth say they could, you know, put put me in my place and, and call me a liar right now? Huh? Never. So anyway, <clears throat> unless it's about business and unless this bitch is your cousin, shit, you can't even, unless this bitch is your cousin, and, and honestly, you can't even trust the cousins because them bitches be wanting to fuck too, oddly and weirdly to fuck enough. These, these nasty ass bitches, a nigga look good enough. These bitches want to fuck. Same thing. Same thing with these niggas. A bitch look good enough. I don't listen. I had a friend and he told me he fucked his cousin a couple of times and ate her pussy. Wild, wild, (laughs) wild. And I think he was saying like, it was like his second or third cousin, but I'm like, nigga, that's still your blood. What? And you still fucked her and ate her pussy in her ass anyway. 
Yo, different, 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 different. Yo, I'm so proud of myself. Little brief intermission. I'm so proud of myself because I actually have listened to my homeboy and put on my do not disturb today. So y'all won't be hearing a ding, da ding, ding, ding. Listen, we, we running a smooth fucking ship today. But anyway, listen, don't. If you're in an exclusive situation, don't be DMing these different women and appearing as if you're fucking single because it's fucking trash. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely going to make your woman feel some type of way. And that's just a whole nother fucking thing. Can I ask y'all a question? Ladies, do y'all feel like it is important for your partner or it's a problem if he doesn't post you? Cause like I said, I'm not, I'm, I don't care. <laughs> like I seriously, I seriously, seriously, seriously do not give a fuck about being posted. I mean, I, in my last situation I was posted, I, he posted me on his page. I didn't post him on my page. And it was this bitch who wrote this long. I remember we was laying in a bed and he was just, he was behind me laughing. And I'm like, what you laughing at? And he said, he, he gave me the phone. And I mean, when this bitch wrote the Holy fucking Bible, like she was calling me all kinds of names and all this down the third. And me being the type of motherfucker I am, I said, why the fuck does this bitch got so much static for a motherfucker if she ain't fucking with the nigga? Because I'm pretty sure he thought like, see, I'm showing you this message. I'm being truthful with you. I'm not trying to hide nothing from you. No, bitch. You trying to play both fucking sides. And that's very much what he was doing. He told me all of this bitch business and how her fucking, um, how he used to fuck with her supposedly, but her kid had ran away and all, yeah, she was some older lame bitch, but, um, all of this different stuff, like, and she was, listen, she was mad fucking mad, like, bitch, yes, it is I, queen motherfucking hottie bitch you wish you could you wish you could post huh you wish you could get a post and understand i didn't post him on my page he posted me on his so that says even more that even that speaks more fucking volumes he didn't have to do that and i damn for sure ain't never asked a nigga to post me bitch if you don't want to post me you ain't never gotta post me let me stay a secret because i'd rather look like a smart motherfucker in the dark than a dumb motherfucker in public to a whole bunch of hoes that's fucking on my nigga are you dumb no no <laughs> listen keep me a motherfucking secret i listen listen i just no but yeah when it comes to the liking the inappropriate posts, you know what I'm saying, following certain accounts, DMing the different women and all of that, or you know, it like I said, it can even be a problem when you when you and, and it and I feel like it really becomes a problem when you spending all your time online bigging up these other women, but you don't never gas your shorty. Like, I feel like that's when it becomes a problem. Or, like, you gassing your shorty, but you gassing your shorty just as much as these other bitches do. I'm the kind of woman, like, I want to feel like I'm the only girl in the world. So, I need you to gas me. You know what I'm saying? I need you to do that. But, like I said, I feel like as a man... You need to understand that, you know, the same stuff you was doing in the beginning, you need to continue doing. You got to forever chase your partner, whether it's, you know, you as a woman or you as a man. You got to constantly big them up, you know what I'm saying? Gas them, all of that fucking good shit. And when you get lazy, listen, I'm the kind of person where, like I said, like, I'm a creature of habit. So if you stop fucking doing something... 
I am telling you, I'm going to tally it up in my fucking head, depending on how serious or how not so serious it is. But trust me, I'm keeping a tally in my fucking head. And if I feel like, you know what I'm saying? You stop doing something or whatever the case may be. You're going to definitely notice when I stop doing the same thing as well. You know what I'm saying? I can only give you the same amount of attention as the, as you're going to give me. I am not the kind of motherfucker who is going to do any more or any less than what a motherfucker is doing for me. Them days are over with. Completely over with. Are you shitting me? So in my head, I'm thinking, well, if he, I feel like absolutely you do have to teach a man to, you know, you do have to teach a man how to treat you in a sense. But like I said, I always feel like men have this innate ability to go all out and do the certain things to two specific women who they feel like deserve that kind of attention. You know, the sending the, all of the hard eyes and all of that different stuff, you know, writing little personal letters, you know, just, just being like, you know, just, just the intimacy, all of that kind of different stuff that, you know, your girl likes and you know what I'm saying? All of that. You stop doing that stuff. Trust me. She noticed, but understand you're opening up an opportunity for the next man to come into your fucking place. And yes, it does. It, it to, to the ears right now. Yes. It sounds petty as fuck. Oh, you really not gonna, you really not gonna, um, oh, you really gonna leave me for a nigga who was doing X, Y, Z. Well, you were doing it before, so why did you stop doing it now? In my head, when a nigga stop doing specific things to me, I'm feeling like either he's putting that attention into somebody else or he doesn't find me as desirable as he did before. But understand what you, I've always said it, like what you don't do, a next nigga will. The next nigga certainly will, if not more. The fuck? That's for a fact. And the same thing for goes for me. If I stop, if I slack off or I'm not doing something and da-da-da-da, and you know what I'm saying, you you feel like all of these other shorties is giving you this kind of attention in a way that you want, and that's something that's high on your list as far as, far as priorities is concerned, with you needing that, you know what I'm saying, reassurance from your partner, and I'm not giving it to you and somebody else is, it might sound petty, but it's... It's one of those things that is very much needed in a situation. Niggas will be sitting here lying, talking about something. They don't be looking for reassurance and validation in their partners. Yes, the fuck they do. It matters. And when you slack, you are opening up the door and the opportunity for somebody who definitely is willing to do that shit for them to come in. And for your partner who probably, who most probably wasn't even paying attention to that person before to start to pay attention to them now, like, well, shit, damn, like, this this nigga paying me all this motherfucking attention, and he, you know, he writing, he hitting me with, the, with, with his best shit in the inbox, and he doing all of this, that, and the third, where, you know, whereas, you know, the nigga that you with, he used to do that before, but he don't do that now, it's going to make, understand, it's going to make you, you know, maybe look over your shoulder a little bit. You might not completely turn your head, but, you know, you might, you might peek out of your peripheral. And see what that's and see what that's looking like. Even if you are the most loyal person in the motherfucking world, there still has to be upkeep in your relationships when it comes to reassurance. It is constant because shit is gonna be boring and assistant shit. Uh, uh, and a, and in a time, it's gonna come a time in a situation where shit is going to get boring. But y'all both have to keep it equally fucking fun. So. 
Like I'm 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 the type of person where I if I know a person is giving me some type of energy, like I'm pulling out all of the stops for them because I, I feel like they deserve that. They are making sure I'm straight. They making sure they bigging me up. They complimenting me and making me feel like I'm like the nigga said, the best thing, like the nigga said in the video, like the best thing since sliced motherfucking bread. You know what I'm saying? And when that shit go away, you know, like I said, it'll make you side eye certain kind of situations where like, you know, why, why I don't deserve that no more? Why I'm not getting that no more? But like I said, that's, that's neither here or there, but that's just some, that's just the certain kind of things that niggas do online that, you know, us females and even some women, you know what I'm saying? Us, us, us women really feel like y'all need to stop doing that shit. Y'all just, y'all just really need to stop doing that shit. It's disrespectful, not only to us, especially me being a particular kind of woman. If I know you in a situation and I know you trying to holler at me, I'm cursing you the fuck out. I'm calling you all types of bitches. I'm calling, I'm, I'm violating. I'm violating the fuck out of you. Cause who, at that point, I feel like you testing my pedigree and you really want me to smack the shit out you. But anyway, on to better things. So I, I needed to come here today and uh, talk, <laughs> talk about a little bit of things to y'all. Um, oh, before I get started on that, um, shout out to the person who gave me that idea to, you know what I'm saying, delve into today. But anyway, um, let me talk, I had to talk to y'all about addiction and how, you know what I'm saying, that shit can really... Has, it's it's really I've always I've always said like I've had an addictive personality and I really feel like I've been like that forever just when it comes to like every single fucking thing and all of these different things have affected me in different kind of ways like um like when I was 15 I started smoking and I used to smoke like real heavy especially when I used to chill with this girl back in the day excuse me like in a rotation, like, between us and chilling with the niggas from the weed spot and shit like that, niggas might smoke about, you know, six, seven, eight blunts, you know what I'm saying, a day. Like, we was just getting treed up just for for no fucking reason. And a situation happened to me where um, I was, like, smoking with my... I was... Uh, no, matter of fact, I had seen... Just quick, quick story time. I had seen my um, father on Second and Judd randomly, random as fuck. And, um... The nigga was just like, what you doing over here? So I was like, nothing. So anyway, we go, for the people who live in Albany, we we go over to the softball field and we chatting it up, talking and shit like that. And mind you, I rolled the weed. But again, you don't really know what people sprinkle on their weed, spray on their weed, or whatever the case may be. But anyway, I smoked this weed with him. When I mean to tell you, I was so fucking high. Like, I got back in a fucking truck with this nigga and I felt the most uncomfortable that I could possibly fucking feel. So anyway, I get back to my people. I get back to my people crib at the time and shit like that. And I go, I go upstairs and I feel like I need to lay down. So anyway, later on that day, I'm chilling and I'm leaning up against the truck. My, um, my whole boy truck up the street and something like, I'm not saying it, but something in my, my body is getting heavier and heavier and heavier. And I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, Hati, sit the fuck down, sit the fuck down, sit the fuck down, sit the fuck down, sit the fuck down. And the next thing I know, I'm smacked in the middle of motherfucking Sheridan, like my face, <laughs> like I tipped forward and fell in the street. And I, and listen, it's so crazy because like, 
I'm laying there on the ground and I literally look like a dead body, but my eyes are like wide open. And you ever hear like a drowning noise where you, it sounds like you underwater, but you hear everybody around you. And I hear everybody like, get her up, get her up, get her up, get her up. And then I get up in the whole, that's why I got like, if you ever, anybody who's ever been like real, real close to me, or you look like real hard in my pictures, I used to have like a, I call it a cookie. Like it was a mark underneath my eye. And even my eyelashes at the bottom on my right eye, they won't grow there no more. Like that's, listen, I had gravel in my face, all types of shit. So anyway, they finally get me up. I Listen, I got blood streaming down my motherfucking, my lip is busted. Like everything is so fucked up and fucking, um, anyway, long story short, boom, I went to the hospital. My mother was asking me what the fuck happened. All this other dumb shit that I said, you know, my father did it. And then she started wilding on me. This, that, and the third, boom. So that, that was like the point of me like saying, I can't smoke weed no more. Cause like this shit is just way too real. And then on top of that, like closer to the end of me before this instant, I always have said, I don't want to spend too much time on just, you know, talking about weed, but I always have said like, weed was always like a sixth sense for me when it came to like. Because you got to think, if I've been smoking weed since the time I was 15, and at this point, I'm probably about 20, it, you know, a lot, some time has went by. So my body has developed the chemicals in my brain. Everything is different. So weed started to affect me differently. And I started to feel a way about the people. I started to feel some type of way about the people that I was around. And yo, weed is the thing that will make you feel the realest the realest kind of shit go up go around somebody you feel like you're uncertain about or you feel like mm, the character is a little different and smoke smoke around them and watch and watch how your energy around that person changes you your body does not fucking lie sober or high it does not fucking lie and when you are around certain kind of people and you can feel like your anxiety picking up instead of you being like calm and chill and everything is just like good vibes and shit. Get rid of those motherfucking people because they are not fucking for you. And the funny thing about that is I already fucking knew this. You ever just, I don't know. Like I always felt like I was going against the grain. And honestly, I used to chill around people who I knew for a fact did not like me. Definitely was on some frenemy shit. You know what I'm saying? I knew for a fact, but I knew they hated my presence every time I come around. But I loved stepping. <laughs> like, I loved to come stepping. I loved to get the, you know what I'm saying, get the reception of other people around me. And you know what I'm saying? For them to see it. People hate when other people love you. They hate it. And I, and anybody who knows me know I've always been like a chill kind of shorty. I don't never be doing too much. Niggas and certain, uh, and certain females just love me. You know what I'm saying? And people will deadass hate to fucking see it. So anyway, I knew for a fact like I didn't need to be chilling with these group of people no fucking more. And you know what I'm saying? Shortly after that whole situation with my father, I just stopped chilling with them because everything just started just to become too motherfucking real for me. And I really started to see the devil in people. Like I said, I really feel like we was a sixth sense. This wasn't me tripping. It definitely wasn't me tripping. It was me realizing that I had negative energy around me and I needed to get the fuck away from that because I could be around certain people and smoke or drink and have a good time and I and, and I'd be cool. And then I could get around certain people and fucking um smoke and it'd be totally fucking different. Now 
now all of a sudden I definitely got to get up and leave or I'm feeling some type of anxiety and I'm uncomfortable around you and different shit like that. Energy does not fucking lie. Listen to your fucking body when it speaks to you. For all of my fucking weed smoke smokers, for all of my people who fucking drink, sometimes is it, it could it be a situation where you might be tripping? Yes. But if this is something that happens on occasion over and over and over again, especially around specific kind of people, get rid of those fucking people. They mean you no fucking good and you will thank me the fuck later. Um... <clears throat> By the time, it's so funny because I didn't even really start to drink like that until I turned 21. Because I always used to be one of those, I used to be heavy on weed. So I used to always say, y'all fucking nasty, y'all fucking drinking that, y'all fucking drinking that nasty ass shit. And then lo and be fucking hold, I came a whole fucking alcoholic. Keeping fucking, like I said, uh, keeping liquor bottles on a fucking um, dresser like trophies and shit. You know what I'm saying? Dumb shit. And through my whole entire fucking 20s, like... Like alcohol has definitely impaired my judgment and put me in situations where put me in situations where I wish I could take back. Like, why didn't I do this? Or I should have been more aware in this kind of situation and just just a whole bunch of shit. So uh, April 2nd of April 2nd of last year, a situation happened to me where I didn't know how the fuck I had got got. I had went out and it's funny because the person who invited me out begged me over and over. And mind you, I know this person over and over. And I'm just like, nah, I'm finna just chill. At the time I was cooking some stew and shit like that. I'm just going to chill, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. And I'm just going to kick it and chill. Oh, you always staying in bleaker. You don't never want to fucking go nowhere. Da, 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 da. I'm telling you. So I, I had it in my head, like, I'm about to just cook my little food, go get my bottle from the liquor store, and just vibe out in my room like I usually do, you know what I'm saying? Turn my, soup my shit up to 40, and you know what I'm saying? Be, by the time I, I fucking be playing Sha Glizzy, and the next thing, you know, an hour later, I'm on Anita Baker and shit. Whatever you want, do, 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 do. <laughs> That's my shit! I'll be around. <laughs> Nigga! Like, I be in my motherfucking bag. You be thinking it's a concert in this bitch. But, nah, so, whole time, they just like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And I ain't never been no sucker for peer pressure and shit like that. But I was just thinking, okay, so, boom. I'm walking, I'm walking, after he just kept begging and shit like that, I was just like, nah, but I'll see y'all later. I tapped the truck, it was like, alright, I'll be out. So, boom, I'm walking over to the liquor store and shit like that. I get to the liquor store, they pull up to the liquor store too, because, like I said, we we was all essentially going to drink, I was just going home. And they just like, yo, just come with us. So, I'm thinking in my head, like, okay, I do got my stool on low, I'ma just go kick it with the niggas for like an hour or whatever the case may be, and then... I'm just going to come home, eat, and take my ass to sleep. So anyway, fast forward, nigga. I had drunk I had drunk my bottle of Henny, and I was on Jose Cuervo. Why did I do that? Long story short, I end up home. It's 4 o'clock in the motherfucking morning. It's throw up on my floor. I am naked, and my house is filled with smoke. My alarm didn't even go off because I guess the batteries had died. But I woke up in a fucking panic and my neighbor from across the hall is beating on my door like, Hitty, Hitty, you all right? You all right, Hitty? So I finally hop up like, yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Because the smoke then traveled in a fucking hallway, my nigga. And that whole night just fucked me up. Like, it just made me feel some type of way just thinking about it. So, you know what I'm saying? I got to open my windows, clear it out and shit. Let me take off.
drinking some water, but I had to open my windows, clear it out and shit. So I'm calling the nigga the next day, like, yo, who dropped me off? Who dropped me off? I'm like, yo, answer your phone. He at work. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, who dropped me off? He like, oh, who dude who dropped you off and shit like that? I'm like, yo, tell him to call me as soon as he get home. Because I need to understand the events and all of what took place to how we got from all the way up there to all the way down here to me in my bed naked with throw up all over me and shit like that. <sighs> Stu ruined my, my nigga. That stew was about to be hitting. But <laughs> all jokes aside, all jokes aside, like the, 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 the phone call never came. The phone call never came and it, and it made me realize that, you know, the people who say they in your corner, they don't really like I'm one of like not for nothing. Like I'm one of the niggas, but I'm still a woman at the end of the day. And I feel like in that moment, niggas should have just looked at me like I was a woman and how I felt in a moment of feeling unsafe and just wanting to get clarity about certain situations and me and this person do not talk to this day because of this exact reason because he has given me mixed stories about what happened and I just can't tolerate I just can't stomach the fact that a nigga would actually still want to continue a relationship not a relationship but a friendship with me and think that we still going to be cool after going several months with with without you know telling me exactly what happened so with that being said you know i went from listen i started weed at 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 15 picked up alcohol by the time i was 21 and that shit dragged all the way to you know april april 2nd of last year and i remember i went outside after the fact and i was Funny enough, I had a drink with my homeboy, my other homeboy who used to live out um live out here and shit like that. And I was telling him like, "Yo, my nigga, I'm done. Like I can't I can't do this shit no more because I can't even be I'm not even safe around people who I should feel safe around and I and and like I said, it just made me emotional just thinking about it. Like it just fucked up how the people who you like call family or like your brothers and shit like that, like you know what I'm saying, and people not looking out for you in a way that you would want them to. And I understand as a grown ass woman, like yes, do I need to, you know, yes, do I need to be more aware of what I do when I go out? But like I said, when we if we calling each other family or cool or whatever the case may be we all should just be looking out for each other especially for a nigga who begged me to fucking come out i would think that you would think like yo let me just make sure she get home good you know what i'm saying make let me just make sure she touch her door because it's it's niggas who are like i said my nigga who i'm talking about who who i said uh who i had my last drink with uh on april on april who's that the last nigga who I had my drink with last year, 2020, like that nigga, he done see me. Listen, we used to get fucked up all the time in the back of my crib. And nigga, you know how many times I done carried this nigga in the crib? This nigga ain't never tried to do nothing with me, none of that shit. It's niggas who are like that though. Niggas be creeps. Niggas be creeps. So as many times as I used to bring him home to his girl, like, here's your package. And she'd be like, thank you. Thank you, Adi. Thank you, Adi. I don't know why people call me Hottie. My name is Hottie. <laughs> but anyway, she used to be like, thank you, Hottie. Thank you, Eddie. And you know what I'm saying? He he's did the same thing for me countless amount of times. But yeah, I don't he 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 didn't even told me niggas done said like, 
yeah, like, I, I was trying to fuck on that. And he like, my nigga, she drunk. Like, why the fuck? Niggas just, just fucking weird, bro. But that just, that just, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I don't fuck with niggas. Because niggas be on some different type of time and shit. But, you know, I've always found myself in different points in my life being addicted to different shit. And now I am addicted to my health. And when I take a look back on all of the things that I used to be addicted to and why I take my sobriety so seriously is because a lot of people need to understand that. I, I don't even think that the older generation doesn't understand. Like when you pass in a person a cup or when you pass in them some, some weed or whatever the case may be, they don't even understand like the ramifications of what could spiral out of control when it comes to this situation. I have literally, when I think about it, I'm saying this out loud. I have dealt with substance abuse since I was 15 and I have not been sober for more than a couple of months since I was 15. That is a fucking problem. That's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, 15, I have never just allowed my body to not ingest anything that other than what the fuck is supposed to be in my system. And now with me being addicted to, you know, becoming a better person in my health and, you know what I'm saying, putting all of the right stuff in my body. That's what I meant to say. That's what I mean when at this point in my life, like 2000, I know it was a crazy year for a lot of y'all, but 2020 was the best year of my the best year of my life because I gained my happiness back. I haven't been depressed in so fucking long. I don't know what it's like to feel depressed. And I'm I'm so fucking happy for it. You know how many years I spent I spent drowning my fucking pain and all of my fucked up emotions in a bottle or in a fucking blunt? And to be and not have it as a fucking crutch and to actually, you know, come to terms with my traumas and really work through my shit and talk through and and rebuild relationships with people who I love and I care for. You know, the person who I'm talking to now, like it, it was a time where he looked at me like he was unsure about my shit because he felt like you always coming at me when I'm drunk or I'm being a listen, I'm not perfect neither. I wasn't always a nice person or a good person towards him, but he was patient with me, you know? He was patient. And when you when you love and you care for somebody or whatever the case may be, you want the best for them. And I think it I think it was like out from the outside looking in because, you know, I don't want to tell anybody stories, but he can attest to that because we kind of have like a similar kind of situation, even though I feel like mine's is way more, you know, I feel like I went overboard with my shit with, with me drinking and shit. And he was just, I'm pretty sure he was unsure. Like, listen, I'm pretty sure he was unsure about me. Cause he was just like, yo, like I care about you, but you, you it's unattractive. It's that ass unattractive. And that was part of the reason why I had to let go of my last situation because he was a drunk. And because I think, to be honest, he never said it, but I thought he was experimenting with other shit. And listen, weed and alcohol is cool. All of that other shit, dub. Listen, I'm not fucking on no crackheads. Shit me? I don't give a fuck. You popping pills and doing all of this other dumb shit. You, you want to do what you do? Cool. But nigga, you will not 
you will motherfucking not be no crackhead fucking with me no pill popper fucking with me because that shit is an expensive habit and like i said it alters people's beings and it changes their attitudes and all different other types of shit like i'm cool but i've always had like a super addictive and extremist like personality even like even with porn even with porn i was exposed to porn when um i was what i'm gonna say as young as like seven i was exposed to it and you know what i'm saying ever since then like you know as time went on and got gradual and shit you know it went from like the tapes to like the dvds and shit like that but i remember like you know, I couldn't wait. It was like a highlight of my day. Like I couldn't wait till motherfuckers like left just so I could just go to him, go ham on myself all fucking day. And I always like, I'm a person who gets bored. So that's, that's, that stimulation and what you think is just like making you come. We grown that stuff. That's that, that the thing that's just like making you come. You got to see more extreme. Listen, I'm a, I'm the motherfucker to tell you, I done seen every kind of motherfucking porn, every kind. Ain't no shame in my motherfucking. I done seen every kind of porn. I'm not into no piss and no motherfucking shit though. You niggas is different, but understand. I done seen every kind of motherfucking porn. Like, and different shit has made me motherfucking come, but I'm just like I said, it, it, it it's just like kind of just like always it's just like drugs. It's just like kind of like chasing a motherfucking high and constantly needing more and more and more and more. But it was really and I know like I've told, you know, I've told people about, you know, me having an addiction to porn and they kind of just I guess because they're guys, they kind of just like brush it off like that's not an addiction. It was an addiction because I spent most of my days consumed and wanting to watch it. And then, like I said, it just got it got it was like I was going in and just watching more and different kinds and all different kinds of stuff. Who the fuck is this? I'm sorry, y'all. Anyway, it was just like all different kinds of stuff. And it really carried over to my relationships because it got to the point where, like for oral for a sec, for, for, for like, like a nigga performing oral on me, right? Like I would like my ex, like. And it, 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 this is not even just like specifically with him. I'm just using him as an example. Like we were fucking around or whatever. And I wouldn't even be, you know, when you having sex with somebody and you really into somebody, like you focused on the person performing the act on you, nigga. I was only, I was only worried about the performance. I'm not even worried about. I'm not even worried about how you sucking on me, spitting on my shit, and none of that. I'm, I'm, and and the way and you doing it. I'm just worried about the act. So it's so funny to me when dudes be saying shit like, "Oh, a woman can't have sex with a nigga and her and without her feelings getting attached." Who's can't? Because I don't look. I'm not gonna say sex is a sacred, but I definitely can separate my emotions from my pussy <laughs> like I definitely can and it be, and it became a certain kind of situation where I was still I would still get dick and still watch porn you know and I think it was just it just got to the point where it just was like you know I think it's I, I think it's like desensitizing because 
at what point do you say this is like too much? Do you say like, yo, like I need to stop fucking doing this shit because I'm not going to be able to perform or be connected to my partner in a way that's, you know, beneficial for the both of us or intimate for the both of us. And it just comes and then then it's just about me getting my nut because honestly, that's just what it was. It was just me. It was just about me getting my nut, them holding their mouth on my pussy a specific kind of motherfucking way and me coming and them getting the fuck off of me. Literally, that was it. And and of, of course, a lot of, you know, that was because of what we was going through in our relationships and all this down a third, you know, the more dumb shit and fuck fucking toxic shit that you go on, the more you become dis- disconnected from the person that you with. And it kind of is just like sex does become a chore. And it's just like something to do when it's nothing to do because y'all both around each other. And y'all both have private parts. Honestly, that's that's you know, what I'm saying that's what it is. I, I wouldn't even nigga. I wouldn't even want a nigga to look me in my eyes for real. Like. It would be so, it's just crazy how, you know, you get, you, you grow up and then you become older and nobody is really teaching you what sex is and what intimacy is and all of this different stuff. You kind of just like winging it and trying to figure shit out for yourself. And it's not that I took porn. Well, I'm not going to say I took porn and thought that that was love. I didn't, I never looked at porn and thought like, this is what love is. I thought that this is what, this is just what sex is supposed to be like. And it's not, and it's not that like, you know what I'm saying? There is no intimacy in porn. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's just not, there's not, there's no genuine connection. These little, these people literally have like their nine to five is going to work and fucking and them doing what they do, getting a nut and getting the fuck up out of there. There's no, uh, you can't see like a genuine connection and all of that other different stuff. People aren't put in these kind of positions to perform these acts to express what, um, real intimacy is. So I, like I said, I wouldn't even want a nigga to look me in my eyes for real. And I just never wanted anybody. It was like, kind of like a defense mechanism. Like I wouldn't even, I did it because I didn't want anybody to get attached to me. I didn't want, not even just attached to me. I didn't want to get attached to them. So it's just like, I definitely feel like I used my sex as a weapon in a way I guess because I guess you could say some of it was like manipulative. Uh, Yeah, it was it was kind of manipulative to an extent. But I just like I know for a fact, like I definitely like it was this one dude I fucked with once in my past. And, you know, I guess he thought he was, you know, of a particular, you know, stature or whatever. He thought he was some fucking body. (laughs) But anyway, um. We fucked around or whatever, and, you know, he hit me up a month later, you know, it was just like, why you never hit me up? Like, why the fuck should I? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you not my nigga. We wasn't building on some, you know, really trying to get to know each other shit. Oh, what you thought you had a friend? Oh, what you thought I was going to be on your dick because you thought your sex was good and, you know, I was just going to be on your body? Nigga, No. And, and just because I know what kind of particular nigga you are and because I know how cocky you are and how you move out here in these streets and shit like that, I'm definitely going to treat you like a has-been, bitch. Like, I'm definitely going to make you feel small because, and like I said, this is not something that you should do with every dude, but for the dudes, like, if you single and you fucking around and, you know what I'm saying, that's just your, you know what I'm saying, that's how you striding at the time and, you know what I'm saying, you getting your shit off. Listen, 
you sometimes you really do gotta treat these niggas like hoes <laughs> so they know like bitch this ain't that and like listen my ego won't permit me to pick up the phone and call a nigga who i know is waiting on that call you know what i'm saying excuse me especially when he acted in a particular kind of way like i said he didn't he didn't he didn't expect it to go the way that he wanted to and i purposely never fucked this nigga again i'm not gonna say i didn't want to i purposely did not fuck this nigga again because i was never gonna give him the satisfaction of even thinking he could get me twice are you fucking dumb no 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 so yes my sex can definitely be manipulative. I know different things, like, you know what I'm saying? Sex itself, you know what I'm saying? Just the whole, just that whole game of, you know, who gonna call who first and all this and third and da 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 But like I said, like, you going out here and into this world and shit like that, you really gotta play chess and not checkers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really feel like, you know, if you check it for me for real, you gonna pick up the phone. It ain't gonna be no games. You know what I'm saying? You know how this shit work. You know a woman is expecting you to call her back, but I'm not sitting up here crying if you don't, because good dick and mouth come a dime a dozen. Like, don't you ever get that fucked up. <laughs> as good as as good as I think my pussy is, believe, good pussy come a dime a dozen, you know. But it's the person, you know what I'm saying? Outside outside of the act itself, what, sex? Like, I, I just posted a video. She said, what, sex lasts, sex lasts about, you know, seven minutes for a good four, for, for a good four of that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm giving you my best. <laughs> I'm giving you my best. Like, so... It's just like, yo, my nigga, I'm, I'm, you, you know how this shit go. At the end of the day, you're the dude and you know, after I give you, I give you myself that you have the power now. So I don't, I don't even think dudes understand like, you know, how a lot of shit is like y'all niggas do dictates how a lot of shit go too. like women. We got some power. We got a lot of power, but y'all niggas dictate how a lot of shit go too. Especially if you fuck with a, you, I'm talking about a particular kind of woman, not a selfish bitch, but a particular kind of woman. If you fuck with a particular kind of woman, trust me, she going to pull out all of the stuff. She going to make sure you always good. She going she gonna to make sure you, she always fuck you good. She going to be attentive to you, all of that kind of stuff. But when you, when you put a woman, when you put a woman in a situation where she feeling like she unsure herself or whatever the case may be, especially like if I know I just fucked the shit out of you and I know I just fucked the shit out of you and you ain't calling me. I'm just going to be like, okay, this is one of these niggas who's playing mind games because I know myself and I know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? I know what I'm doing. So, the fuck? If you decide not to come back around, you decide not to come back around. Understand, it is. it definitely do be cases where a nigga could definitely hit you and never talk to you again because he felt like in that moment it was just that. And that's cool. That's why, that's why when I, when, when, you know what I'm saying? When I was single doing my thing and shit, like I didn't give a fuck whether you called or you didn't. So it's another one of yous out here. Like the fuck? It's another piece of dick and another mouthpiece out here. You think I'm tripping off of what you doing? No. Only until a motherfucker come around for real, who you really like, who you really vibe with, who you really do value, do you feel like, damn, like. I ain't trying to let this person go. But a lot of people walking around ain't more than just a piece of pussy, a piece of dick, and a mouthpiece. And that's just facts. But I purposely used to do certain shit during sex. Like, I didn't... Listen, every person I had sex with, I did not kiss. Shit like that is just too personal for me. You know? I would definitely be holding back pieces of myself because I don't... 
I'm not allowing myself to get, get attached. If I very much have to nigga you, I will have to fucking nigga you. Cause sometimes all I do want is your mouth and your dick and that's it. I'm not, I'm not trying to, and people be thinking just because they could twist you up and all this down the third. Nigga, you could fuck me crazy. I could think about that moment for the rest of my life and I still won't let you get the pussy. That's how I'm giving it up. Call me crazy. <laughs> but no funny shit. Sometimes these niggas just don't deserve the satisfaction. I'm a woman. My name is Hatiana and I am a fucking addict. I have been addicted to weed. I have been addicted to alcohol. I have been addicted to porn. And now I have gotten... I still watch porn, but um, I have gotten rid of all of those other kind of things in my life. And now I am addicted to my health. And, you know, that is that is super, 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 super fucking important to me. And I am happy to not be depressed anymore. And I'm happy to have the discernment of, you know, having the right kind of people around me and, and, and keeping the wrong kind of people away. I am so fucking blessed and i came so 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 fucking far and i'm about to be 30 years old oh my god i'm not gonna cry jesus <laughs> i'm so and this is like happy tears like i'm so fucking happy of the person who i've become like honestly if y'all could like see the highlight reel of my life and all that i went through and who i am today like child a round of a fucking applause for me because it was not easy to fucking get here. It's not easy to get rid of toxic people, especially when you know you love them. It's not easy to stop doing, you know, different things that you know are bad for you when you have them as a crutch. You are dependent on that because it's the only thing that fucking makes you feel better. Weed and alcohol was that for me. But now I'm just, I've turned over a new leaf and I'm just so proud of who I am. Anyway, I'm going to stop. <laughs> stop. I'ma stop because we still got more shit to get into. And listen, I'm not trying to get too emotional on you. I, listen, let's go into the next topic. <laughs> so this definitely is gonna be a long episode. I usually try to keep it to an hour, but this is so jam-packed. And listen, I had to gather myself. I had to gather, gather, gather myself because I got really emotional right there. Like I didn't expect that. Anyway. Uh, shout out to, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a do something one day where I like tell y'all about all of the different podcasts and the different pages on like YouTube and every fucking, just the inspiration people, inspirational people that I follow to keep my spirits up and to keep me in check with myself. And listen, it's going to be a thing. So shout out to the motherfucking cruise season. I want to get into this recording about a nigga from the red pill community, like I said, child, it's it's a lot. Just listen to this shit. Video, we always speak on this podcast about how we are not, you know, part of the red pill community. And a lot of them be going overboard. I'm just going to play a clip. And I want to get y'all response to this clip I play. Oh, in this segment, I'm giving you, man, stay positive. Continue to take the red pill. This segment is going to be about knocking the woman off her pedestal. Destroying her ego, something every man must do if you still deal with women from time to time. A woman's ego is is huge. It's her head is in the clouds. She's on a different planet. The reason why? Because for years, her whole life, she's been told she's attractive, she looks good, that she's this beautiful goddess, she's this queen. 
she must be humbled. She must be brought down to earth. So in this segment, I'm gonna give you four tips, what things that you should do from time to time to just humble her. Bring her down to bring her down to earth. You know the Let her know, hey, you're not the best thing since sliced bread. I got four tips today, and these are in no particular order uh, of significance. Number one, you gotta tell it, hey, text her one day, hey, this isn't this isn't gonna work out. Good luck to you. She'll be, oh, oh wait, wait, what, what's going on? You know, she's gonna want to know why you're you're dumping her, you're leaving her, you're you're tossing to the trash. Simply because every man she's dealt with and been with, she's left them. She's dumped them. She's rejected them. So when you tell her this out of the blue, or uh, just anytime she, she does something foolish, you know what it does? It, it brings sense off an alarm in her head, and it humbles her and says, "Hey." This guy has value. I have value. You, I can get rid of you anytime I want to. This is must be done. You must be ready and willing at any moment of the day, any day, any hour to hey, tell her hey. Even if you're not, if you even if you don't mean it, tell her hey, it's not gonna work out. Good luck. See how she reacts. Number two, give her a dick and don't text her back. This destroys her ego. You know why? You because her ego is attached to her vagina. When you fuck her, you take her soul. You take everything she has. Anything of value, everything of value is all invested in her vagina. Thoughts. I ain't gonna even let the, the last two play out, but just thoughts. Trash. <laughs> I agree with, the, with giving her the dick, yeah. And don't hit her back, hell yeah, especially if you want her. <laughs> if you want her bad and she's been playing you, you lay that A down on her. And then let her catch you in traffic. See, the key part you said was if she's been playing you. You know what I'm saying? What if she come into the relationship all cars on cars on the table? Man, you feel all, like that's necessary. All women wants to be chased before they get down. You know what I'm saying? <clears> You're gonna have to chase a woman. They do. You're gonna have to chase them. So to end the chase. You put that thing on her and then let her catch you in traffic. <laughs> put that thing on her and then she pop up at the club she in. But don't speak, don't give her no hug and then just walk right past. Watch that text message fly. You'll be leaving early. <laughs> You'll be leaving early. But the rest of that shit, bringing down her ego and all that type of shit, man. Yeah. How did you feel about the idea of humbling a woman? That a woman needs to be humbled. I don't, I don't believe A that. black woman needs to be humbled. I don't believe in feel about that. I don't, I don't believe in that. I'm not disagreeing with that particular statement. I mean, I get, now, I get what he's saying. If you if you go digger or something like if you like just that high on your pedestal, like you just think you above people, yeah, you need to be humble. But if we talking relationship wise, my woman, hell no, I want you to have just as much ego nah, as I got. He ain't talking about his woman. He's just talking about a regular. I think mean, he's talking about regular, just in general, you talking to him. That's how I feel. That's how I took it. I feel like yeah, because some women you meet, bro, they'll like you, but they'll be so they'll be so stuck on I'm on this type of pedestal. So, yeah, you gotta humble them. You definitely gotta humble them because then they gonna yeah. they gonna think they can treat you any type of way. They can talk to you like they used to talk to them the regular niggas or 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 them or them suckers they used to deal with or, or the niggas they used to just get them money and they do whatever. Hell no. Nah. Yeah, of course you gotta humble them. Yeah, not. Now shout out to my shout out to my brothers in my head from the crew season. Um <laughs> this nigga is dirt. Like listen, 
I think all red pill niggas are fucking betas. I think all I think all betas have to go out their way to be manipulators. So I'm gonna break this down in a couple of motherfucking points and ask y'all a couple of uh, questions. So he mentioned that, you know, he had to bring a woman's ego down and make her feel like she wasn't the best thing since sliced bread and, you know, to keep her a particular kind of way and basically call her up or text her and tell her, listen, I can't do this anymore as a woman. There is nothing wrong with asking that man why. Like, so what's up? What's the problem? It doesn't necessarily mean her asking you why is her thinking that you are so high motherfucking value. You can just go out here and just get anybody, bitch. If you've been courting me for so motherfucking long and you just randomly come out of nowhere and say, you know, I can't do this no more. I feel like. As a grown ass man, instead of, you know, playing mind games, you should tell me why that is. And if you decide to move on and if you continue, I mean, if you, if you, if you, after the conversation is had or whatever the case may be, once you tell me why I feel like that should be good enough, understand every, every, every nigga ain't mature or grown every, let me say, let me, let me rephrase that. Every man ain't mature or grown. And sometimes niggas will dead ass say that shit because they honestly feel like, you know, And his approach is kind of genius to the average feeble-minded woman. (laughs) Manipulation works. Understand that. It definitely works. But as a woman, there is nothing wrong with you asking that man, so why? What's the problem? If he gives you an answer, just say, you know what? It was fun. Have a nice life. That right there is what cripples a nigga ego when you actually have confidence these niggas be really out here talking about they alphas and all of that shit listen let me debunk this shit real quick you a quote-unquote alpha and you get the woman of your dreams hypothetically you get the woman of your dreams and you want to know you want to be you want to be validated in your alphaness by going out your way to get a woman who you clearly think is high valuable because if you, if you sitting on, if you sitting here saying like, you know, she's always been called beautiful her whole life. She, she thinks she the bee's knees and all the best things since sliced bread and all this and third, but I have to bring her down a notch because I don't want to, I don't want her to feel like she's better than me though. She's never said that, but that's how you feel. You're worried about somebody feeling like they're better than you. So what you have to do as a fucking beta, because that's what you are, is go out your way to make them feel less than so that it boosts your ego up so that you can feel sure in yourself. But how could you really feel sure in yourself and play mind games with somebody who's actually not confident or lacks confidence? Huh? Wouldn't you want to be with somebody who has just as much confidence as you? Who know, who actually has the who actually has the intelligence to walk away from a situation from a motherfucker who's saying like, you know, I'm not feeling this whole situation no more? Who has the emotional intelligence to be like, you know what? 
right, if you're not feeling this, cool. Later. I would think that that's what that's what that that's the kind of woman that you will want to be with and make a make your woman or your wife or the mother of your kids. Because why is it any benefit to you to deal with a feeble binded woman who is not sure of herself? And how the fuck does that feed your ego to know that you deal with that kind of woman who isn't sure of herself? You should want to be with somebody who is sure of themselves. Who understands that they they can have the confidence and they can be as cocky as they want to, but understand that they're not better than anybody else. It's possible. And I understand in this kind of particular situation, I think he's talking about majority of these girls who sit up on a high horse who really don't have shit to offer or whatever the case may be and yada, 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 yada. But understand this is a message that's pushing this is a message being pushed through the masses of men who are actually going out here and doing this shit to women who are of a certain kind of quality. Who are high quality and high value. If you want to test out this theory on bitches who ain't about shit, cool. But you got to understand how to separate the two. Like me, when I when it comes to my dating style... I know that every nigga I go out on a date with or every nigga who I was going out on a date with wasn't somebody who I was going to be in a relationship with. That's why they called options. I'm weeding through people. I'm seeing what I like. I'm seeing what I don't like. Everybody can't go. (laughs) But I'm not sitting here saying like, you know, I have to, um, I never just, I just, I'm, I'm just the type of person where I never feel, like I said, I never feel like I have to go out my way to make a person feel small, to make me feel big. I've said in their arguments where people ha- may have thought that I was speaking to them in a condescending tone or whatever the case may be to make them feel inferior to me. You are my fucking equal. And if I ever felt like you were less than that, then we wouldn't even be sitting here having a conversation. Shit, this this argument itself wouldn't even exist. I don't have time to deal with a man who I feel like is beneath me. And I've said it countless times before. Impact and intent is completely different. It wasn't my intention to make you feel as if I'm talking to you in a condescending tone, but the impact was you felt that anyway. And as a woman, that's something I don't have to apologize for because I never want to invalidate anybody's feelings, but I'm not purposely going out here and dealing with feeble minded men who I can just say anything and do anything to. And you know what I'm saying? I'm not manipulating them into being with me in a particular kind of way. And me, you know, I still feel like, yes, in in a way, relationships is about exchanges of power between masculine and feminine energy. It's not about one person being above the the other. It's not. Because sometimes I got to give a little and sometimes you got to give a little. It just is what it is. But this sorry ass nigga is purposely saying that he's going out his way you know, to try to test women to, you know, validate his, to, you know, to boost his ego. It's just like, that's what you got to do. 
you really relying on the reactions of, you know, these different women and them, you know, crawling at your, I wouldn't give a fuck how many other options you got, my nigga. If that's where you feel like you need to be, be there. The fuck? You ain't got to be here. Because who wants to be here is going to be here. And it ain't going to be no arguments about it. I can't make a motherfucker stay where they don't want to. And sometimes, sometimes you deal with these different kind of men and they'll still project that energy. They won't say it. They'll still project that kind of energy, but you got to be the kind of person to take, you know, you got to take accountability for your own situation to be like, listen, if, since you acting like you don't want to be here, leave or I'm a leave. You don't never give a nigga an option to feel like if he going to deal with you or not. Cause like I said, if he wants to be there, he's going to be there. If a nigga ever in his life comes out of his face, wants to tell me he don't want this no more. I am wholeheartedly going to believe him. And I prom- I hope he don't never change his mind. I hope he don't never change his fucking mind. Cause that's some shit you got. T- that's some shit you gonna have to take up with God. I ain't never in life had a nigga tell me he don't want to be with me no more. I left. They was doing everything in their motherfucking power to show me that they clearly didn't want to be here. Or they wanted to be here some of the times. And have access into my life whenever the fuck they felt like it. And got back to me whenever the fuck they felt like it. But they wasn't never going nowhere. But I'm not allowing people to take up space in my motherfucking life who don't need to motherfucking be here. Period. A lot of times we allow the negative energy. We allow the cheating. We allow the abuse. We allow the verbal, the verbal assaults. We allow it. You can't say this nigga is the problem when you're a part of the problem as well. It be the both of y'all. It don't be just him. Cause how the fuck is he so toxic? If you, how the fuck is he so toxic? And make, how, how are you sitting there allowing it? He not just doing it to himself. He's not toxic by himself. He's toxic with you. So if you honestly feel like that in your heart and motherfucking hearts, get rid of that nigga. And like I already know, it's easier said than done. But as a grown ass woman, at some point you need to take accountability for your fucking actions and understand that every nigga do not, every nigga who you feel like you love, like, or even want to fuck on a little bit, do not need to reserve space in your motherfucking queendom if they don't deserve to fucking be there. I have always been the type of woman to put one foot out and one foot in. And I just posted a video with this woman saying and I I love her so much like I be posting her videos on my gram and shit like that but she she said like I understood that I couldn't get exactly what the fuck I wanted until I made a sacrifice I had to make the sacrifice of getting rid of, rid of people in my past who I knew weren't beneficial for me and I knew I had to make the sacrifice of getting rid of substances in my life that were that weren't be- beneficial to me and get ridding, uh, getting rid of certain kind of, you know, um, character traits and different things like that that weren't beneficial to me or other people that I was dealing with in order for me to get what the fuck I want. And even when the fuck you get what you want, it still work. Like I said, I always had one foot out and one foot in. Now, I'm ten toes down. 
And whatever problems or whatever issues I'm facing, I'm facing it head on. I can't just step away and feel like, you know, I got this outlet or whatever. No, I have to face it head on. There is no ducking and dodging this shit no more. It's time to grow the fuck up. If you want better, you got to do better. Because naturally, if I'm having a good time with a man and he really, he randomly just says to me, like, this ain't working out, I'm going to naturally want to ask why. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm thinking like, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? You know, no, bitch, I want to know why. What's up? The fuck? It don't even mean I want to work out anything with you, but I think it's perfectly fine for you want to want to have some type of closure to a situation. And sometimes having no closure is the closure. That's a fact. But if a man initiates some courtship with you and then tells you it isn't working out, do not chase him. Simply ask the question and move the fuck on. See, being manipulative might gain you women, but it won't it, it won't bless you with the kind of woman that you feel like should be of some certain. It wouldn't bless you with the kind of woman that you would want to make a wife or have kids with. There is a difference between being high value and high quality. Understand that. The market might dictate. You being high value. But the man that you're with, depending on the caliber of that man, it, it, it's a clear indication of you being high quality when a man sees the wife in you and actually makes you into a wife, not just the mother. This is not a dig at single mothers. Please do not take this personally, but it does. The market again might, might put you, put you in a lane of, of, of seeing, you know what I'm saying? How high value you are. But being high quality, motherfuckers are going to want to throw rings on your ass. They ain't going to want to. They, listen, you're going to have to motherfucking take the jaws of life to pry, you know what I'm saying, you from a motherfucker who really want to be with you for real and who understands the value in you. So again, understand there is the difference between being high value and high quality. You see all of these quote unquote high value women on Instagram and on these other social sites. Are these women married? And no, everybody ain't built to be married, but a lot of them want to be trust that they want to be girlfriends. They want to be mothers. You mean to tell me that these motherfuckers don't want to be wives, but you got to set the standard. Everybody ain't fucking playing. Manipulation is fucking childish. Now, I've been saying this for the longest time. I know the difference. I'm an alpha woman. I know the difference. I know an alpha woman when I see one. I know it. I I, I see it. I, I see how she move. I, I, I know how she handles herself with other women and, you know, other people, period. I understand there's a certain kind of, you know, there's a certain kind of aura when she walks into the room. And I'm not intimidated by it at all. If anything, I think it's the shit. I love to see confident women. But I've always said this, right? When a bitch, when you in a setting, say you at work. 
when you're in a setting with a bitch who is going out her way to be nasty or say little snarky shit to you or try to make you feel some type of way, that is a clear indicator. That is a clear indicator of a beta female. You are going out your way to try to get the attention of me. So I can give you the reaction you want so you can feel validated in your quote-unquote alphaness in order to feed your fucking ego. Can't a bitch breathe and feed my fucking ego? Are you shitting me? This shit is in me. It ain't on me. My val- I'm going to say that the fuck again. My value is in me. It ain't on me. Huh? You bitches got, <laughs> not you bitches, because, you know, I love my female followers. You know, all of my hard pill honeys and my hard pill handsomes. You know I love, you know I'm not speaking to the y'all, but y'all know how I talk. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but these, these bitches out here be really thinking they alphas. Listen, you're not an alpha because you're a bully. You're insecure. Huh? I've said it so many times. I don't go out my way to make other women feel uncomfortable when I know that I can because that does nothing for me. It doesn't boost me up to make somebody else feel small. That's confidence. I roam about this world and I am who I am and those who appreciate my presence appreciate my presence and those who don't, don't. I don't go out my way to gain the attention And get reactions out of people who I do not give a fuck about. I am a real alpha. You cannot tell me otherwise. I am not reactionary to feeble-minded bitches. And I know what the fuck you're doing. And in your head, you may think you won. Oh, she's, she, 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 she pussy. Oh, she's not, touch me. And I'm going to show you what pussy look like. Touch me. I've always been like that. I'm not, I'm not a person who antagonizes people. Anybody knows me. No, I'm cool as shit, but don't try to try to plus. Don't try to test my pedigree. Cause then I'm going to really have to show you, listen, all of these nails, all of this makeup, all, all of this shit come off. I'm a whole nigga for real. Huh? I will beat your fucking ass. <laughs> like, and I'm not playing. I'm dead ass. This is not even me or some, oh, I grew and yeah, I grew up in a household with a brother all my life. And I've, you know, I've always been rough around the edges and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But I will fuck you up. I just, I just, I feel like why I'm just the type of person where I would rather love you than to, you're not going to like, listen, it really ain't no real in between with me. You either going to love me as a friend or hate me as an enemy. And I would rather you be my friend. I want to love you. But I'm never going to allow you to try to play me like I'm. Listen, if it ain't, I've always been the type of person where I say like, if it ain't directed, it ain't respected. And I wholeheartedly mean that shit. Because if you gangster for real, if you really gully for real, whatever, whatever, whatever plex is Millie. Shout out to my radio again. Whatever plex you got with me, you're going to bring it to my face, live and direct. I'm not going to hear about it from other people. People fuck about people enough to talk about them. That's why I can't really chill with females like that because uh, some most of the times it is about drama. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't engage. I don't engage. I don't I don't like to be a messy ass person cuz I don't want nobody being messy towards me. You know, and those who gossip with you will gossip about you.
But anyway, back to what this goofy ass nigga has said. Understand you could test a woman's pedigree without the mind games. And the one thing that I will definitely agree with is, yes, my ego is attached to my vagina. And my womb is very precious. And the men definitely know this. That's why they try so hard to get it. I have, I have had whole niggas try to seed me. Hold me down. Tell me not to get up. Bitch, I'm about to piss all this nut out. Are you dumb? <laughs> what the fuck? Niggas will go out their way. I know how precious my womb is. So you damn motherfucking right my ego is attached to it. And I know that you know how special my womb is. That's why you're trying to get it so motherfucking bad. So you can have the bragging rights of saying, I got it. Because if it wasn't that important to you, then why are you trying so hard? Listen, you already won against a nigga who feels like he feel like he can play you. He feel like he can play you after he done court. Bitch, you courted me. I had to I had to consent to you, not the other way around. Now, if I went on my way to talk to you and you just stopped talking to me and you quit me for whatever reason, you won that. But if you're going out your way to talk to me and then you're going out your way to play mind games and and say like, oh, like I can't talk to you no more. Bitch, I still won. All right. Bye. The fuck? You think I was you think I'm the only one getting fucked in this situation? I'm definitely fucking you. Are you dumb? I'll allow it sometimes. But I'm definitely going to fuck you. <laughs> but like I said, my value is in me. It ain't on me. That's why I am very particular about people who I let in my, in, in my vagina. Because understand, every, every nigga who come across, who you come across, who's attractive, or who talk good, or who dress good, or you know what I'm saying, whatever. Every... All of them niggas don't be even fucking worth it. Most of them niggas. I've, I've said, I said it, I say it so many motherfucking times. 98% of the people that you come across are going to be full of shit. And 2% of those people are actually going to be genuine people who come into your life and who are beneficial, who definitely care about your well-being. And you know what I'm saying? They really genuinely going to fuck with you for real. But 98% of those people, 98% of the people you come across, period, are going to be full of shit. And that's another reason why I don't fuck with people. But he wasn't lying when he said, you know, that ego was attached to that fucking womb. Because, un uh, uh, listen, I said for the long, when I was a virgin, I was a virgin till I was 17. I literally was about to turn 18 and I lost my virginity. And I felt so regular. I felt like now I'm like everybody else. So after that happened, I was like, now all I have is my womb. The only thing I have left is my womb. Can't nobody take this from me. A mother, and, 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 and this is, it might sound like a horrible analogy, but understand. A nigga could try to beat me, break me, bruise me, call me every name in a motherfucking book. He can't take my fucking womb unless I give it to him. 
it's going to be a it's going to be a privilege from the nigga who gets a baby out of me. Cuz understand, I don't need to have kids. I'm I'm I am validated in my womanhood knowing that I am enough without having to be somebody's mother or somebody's wife. But understand, I realize that I am both without a nigga having to tell me so or make me one. I had to be I had to do a lot of work to get there. I wasn't listen. I I just I just now felt felt in my whole heart like I could actually be somebody's wife. I I didn't think that shit before. You know, a lot of people say that shit. They feel like they a good look and yeah, I'm wifey material. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You got to do the fucking work. You being wife material has a little bit to do with you, but a lot to do with you being beneficial to somebody else other than your fucking self. What are you bringing to the table that is of value to them that you can't benefit from? Being selfless. Think about those kind of things before you say you can be somebody's wife. Before you think that, you know, cooking and cleaning and sucking a nigga dick good is enough. It ain't enough. And I think I mentioned that last episode. It ain't enough. And him and what he brings to the table, his money, you know, him dicking you good and telling you you beautiful, you know, every once in a blue, that ain't enough neither. You need to know somebody on a, you need to get to know yourself on a more intimate level and honestly feel like what, how can I upgrade this person's life without having to touch them or put money in their pocket? What do you bring to the table? How are, how are you of value? But I could live, I could literally, I could die tomorrow and be completely content with the woman who I now am. And be happy and feel like, you know, I didn't miss out on anything. If I never become a mother, if I never become a wife, I'm cool with that. I am enough. And nobody has to tell me different. I don't need that reassurance from anybody. I think there's so much pressure on, you know, our internal clocks running out and, you know, our beauty fading because, you know, that is what makes us, you know, valuable. You know, in a general sense, that's what makes us valuable. Our youth, our health, and if we can produce kids and, and you know, carry on a legacy. Or have our kids carry on a legacy. But if I never if I never put a child on this earth and no man ever puts a ring on my finger, I know that I have been enough. I am able to touch people in ways that it, it surprises the fuck out of me sometimes. And I'd be like, damn, you really be listening to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you really fuck with me. You really fuck with my train of thought and, you know what I'm saying, my ideals and things like that. And like I said, I would never give nobody no information that that's going to hurt them. You know, everything that I get on this platform and do is, you know, it's supposed to be beneficial to y'all. I, I, I feel like I spent so much time, like, I guess, like being a mystery or, you know, I finally get a chance to, you know, y'all finally get a chance to take a look at the woman behind the statuses and 
you know, behind the pictures. I really get to get a more personable side to me with me, with allowing myself to still be in my comfort zone and record by myself and shit, you know, but y'all still get an idea of who I am. And I'm just like super appreciative before it. Like, I really do. Like, I, y'all really think I be playing when I be saying, like, I really do love y'all so much. Like, just a little bit of feedback, you know what I'm saying? People giving me topics and shit. Like, when, when I think about shit in its entirety, I be thinking, like, you know, nobody has to fuck with me. But people fuck with me. And you could say to you, you know, some people could say to they, to they blue in the face, like, I... I don't give a fuck about, you know, nobody having no friends and all this on a third. That's cool, but we are all put in this earth to be to to understand and feel and embrace what companionship is, whether that be platonic or, you know, romantic situations. We're put on this earth to like procreate or whatever. You know, some people are put on this earth to procreate and some people shouldn't have procreated, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, uh, listen, I feel like this episode was long enough. <laughs> I hope y'all listen to the whole thing. Uh, another good one. This was episode eight. And this was, this was a good one. This was really good, actually. This was really good. Um, next week, I'm going to come back, give y'all some more topics per usual. Um, damn, did I forget anything? Hmm. I'm trying to feel, I'm trying to figure if I forgot anything. Anyways, if, if you feel like I forgot anything, if you want to give me topics, if you want to drop your comments, you already motherfucking know, hit that subscribe button on my scare money, don't make money page and hit that subscribe button on my motherfucking hard pill podcast, the hard pill podcast page. And yes, please get at me, you know, give me, give me the feedback. I I love and I appreciate all of it. <sighs> Again, y'all be good how y'all be good and goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hard Pill Podcast. And again, I am your host, Hatiana, and I love that you allowed me some of your time today. Follow and turn on all of your post notifications for all updates. You can reach me at The Hard Pill Podcast on Instagram, and you can also follow my personal page, which is Scared Money Don't Make Money. That's S C A R E D M O N E Y. D-O-N-T-M-N-E-Y. You can also DM me with all your questions and any topics that you guys would like to discuss. And if you would like to donate to the pod, you can cash at me personally at H-E-N-N-Y-F-I-N-E-S-S-E-E. That's H-E-N-N-Y-F-I-N-E-S-S-E. Love you guys. Bye.